Welcome to the Jeff Gross Podcast. This episode is brought to you in partnership with Party Poker. Go to PartyPoker.com to play tournaments, cash games, and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes. All right. Welcome, everyone. We are here for another edition of the Jeff Gross Podcast brought to you by Party Poker. This is an exciting day. As always, they're always exciting, but this is someone that I talk with on a regular basis. I have so many questions because we usually talk about me and grounding me, but we get to go flip the script and ask Elliot Rowe, who is a mindset specialist, hypnotherapist, does so many powerful things, and uh, we have him today for about an hour. So, Elliot, how's it going? Hey, Jeff. I'm already good. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, man, absolutely. Well, you were one of the first podcasts that I've checked out that I listened with. You guys have helped me to kind of progress my podcast now. Going to be putting out on iTunes and across the board. Shout out to Ryan as well. So, you know, thank you for uh, the blueprint. And uh, here we are. Find ourselves uh, flipping it. Usually it's you asking and talking to me and walking me through stuff, but we got you on the reverse. So I want to pick your brain about life and, and give people a better idea about what you do and represent. So why don't you, uh, well, let's start with just a little bit of a background. Maybe tell everyone if they're not aware who you are. I'm going to show it on the screen on the side, your Twitter, Instagram, as well as the, uh, the mindset um, program you have. But why don't you give uh, everyone a little bit of background on, on what you do and how you got into that? Okay. So um, I'm a mindset coach and a therapist. Um, I basically work on high performance um, with poker players, with professional athletes, CEOs of companies, Wall Street traders. Um, so people really looking to reach the top in whatever industry it is. Um, my background is I'm a hypnotherapist. So um, a number of years ago, many years ago now, um, I, I had a fear of flying um, that was stopping me taking vacations that I wanted to take, traveling places that I wanted to go to. And I went to a hypnotherapist and she managed to, in a session, resolve my fear of flying. And it completely blew my mind that I was now comfortable traveling the world. And because of that, I decided to get trained up in hypnotherapy. Um, did the courses in hypnotherapy, um, started working, um, found that I was getting some success working with local golfers, um, had a friend recommend talking to poker players, and I started working with poker players in 2011, um, so a number of years ago now. And then from there, it just sort of started to to grow and grow. And I've been fortunate enough to have clients that I've working with um, basically win almost everything um, in the poker industry. So I work with Scott Blumstein on the final table for winning the main event. Uh, I work with Fedor Holtz. Um, we started prior to him winning any high rollers, and then he went on that amazing streak. Um, I've worked with um, Alex Foxen, who um, who just overtook Fedor's record for being number one in the world yesterday, I think this week um so uh matt burkey brian rast yourself um like just so many of the top players of the world i've worked with and apologies if i've forgotten everyone anyone <laughs> that should have been mentioned just there um but now um there's a sort of some part of me some part of my business is working with these sort of high stakes poker players playing in big cash games playing in the high rollers things like that and the other part of my business is using the same techniques um to help businessmen overcome self-sabotage wall street traders olympians ufc fighters so anyone who finds that there's something holding them back from becoming the very best um i'm someone that they call upon to try and help them work out what that is how they can get through it and how they can reach that peak performance zone now let me ask you would you say are you is it generally the ideal person that you want to work with someone that's obviously hungry motivated you know doing well um 
how much more of an impact would you say you have on someone that's established and sort of near the top versus if you're just working with someone that's like, Hey, I want to learn how to play poker and I want to be, become better at certain things or, or any example of that. Like, are you yeah. more effective with someone already kind of near the top that maybe give them that extra push or do you do a mixture? What, what's the breakdown on clientele, like where they're at? I, I mean, now, um, basically the people working with me are, are roughly in whatever industry they're in. They're top hundred in the world trying to break top 10 or top 10 in the world trying to become number one. So that's generally where I'm at in terms of the clientele I'm working with currently. Um, I do in the past, I've worked with people who are sort of starting out a bit more. I, my thought process is a lot of that work, sort of the early work can be done through things like the courses I've produced. So my preference is that people work through those courses, they get themselves to that high level. And then we're refining people who really they're very competent technically. And then it's the mental game that's holding them back. Um, you know, I'm not a technical coach. Um, I'm obviously doing many different subjects, you know, going from a UFC fighter to an Olympian to a poker player. You know, I'm not an expert on the strategies of each of those things. What I help people do is understand and work through the self-sabotages that are holding them back. And as they work through their own self-sabotages, it typically will improve their performance in whatever they're doing. So, but in, in reality, nearly everyone is sort of top hundred ish of whatever they're doing. Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. I want to give a couple quick shout outs. People joining the chat. Andrew Ari's fired up for the podcast. Also, Jonathan Party, Thirst Lounge 10 in the mix, man. Good to see you, Ryan Carter. Uh, some other familiar faces, Vadrian, of course, in the building. But um, guys, uh, I do want to say I started working with Elliot, I believe, officially like last August. I remember doing the test, which was really interesting to sort of uh, overview, looking at some things which I learned from. I, I remember in Barcelona, I think actually the day we spoke, I found out my wife was pregnant who we just had our baby boy so i mean it's about 10 months or so but you know it was i remember i think it was actually yeah, that day. you having a good day yeah i'm having a good day yeah it was i was having a pretty good day it was exciting and then i remember having a good result i went deep in a pretty high roller um, event where it was fun and made some, you know, we were kind of trying to work on some of my stuff and end game, how to, how to become more aggressive, get more chips and maybe some reasons why I, I pass on spots. So, you know, and just in from a personal life standpoint, like I think in terms of it's a little different with me and what we do and, and how just kind of balancing different things and being realistic on what I'm doing and looking at reasons why, you know, maybe I'm taking on too much or, or just, you know, not being present when I play all the time, which part of that's a give and take with, you know, doing the social side, the content, YouTube, Instagram, keeping up with that, but being realistic in what I'm doing and sort of having a, a good understanding of what's going on. So it's, it's really been opened up my eyes in a lot of spots and work that we've done. So you know, I want to say thank you again for that, but also, um, you know, just being able to really break through on some areas. And I, you know, again, not even just like poker, but in terms of personal success and, and some things like it's really been great to work with you and just sort of like it's and it's just nice to talk out loud and hear from a different perspective and, and sort of work through things. And you have a very unique style, at least from my experiences with dealing with other types of people or courses or things. It's really it really is powerful. It's hard to explain. So I'm hoping you'll maybe reveal a little bit more of your secrets or what's going on. But, um, you know, I, it's just it's been fun. So, you know, again, thank you. And this is cool and to, appreciate it. to get you on the reverse here. Um, who's who's uh, so Fedor, obviously you've worked with it. You've done the prime mind. So maybe I yeah. want to talk a little bit about that, that app, uh, how that came about, how, you know, again, just shout out to Fedor and Charles hook. One of my two, well, 
Fedor and I are friendly. Hook and I are is one of my very close friends, and you know he was one of the people that you know Fedor, of course, is a, a massive success and see him everywhere, and he wins. He's gone on the sickest heater in poker, and you know, obviously that's got to be great for your career too to get you know him giving you a lot of success, uh, giving you a lot of accolades on that and, and credit. Um, Hook as well. Just me personally, that was sort of like the to push over point, seeing some of the habits and things, and just see some of the changes and how much he regarded. Um, gave credit to you. So that was, that was cool. But who, who, what other people, has there been any other people besides maybe Fedor who people know, has there been some other people that in their industries or at the top that has been really rewarding or, or interesting, or that you feel like you've had really breakthrough um, experiences with, are there some other people you could maybe list that, that are in that category? Um, yeah. I mean, over the years, there's, there's been tons. I've, I've been really fortunate. Um, <clears throat> so I had, um, a, a girl go sort of, she had retired from, um, from speed skating and taken some time off, um, because she'd had mindset issues. And, um, she started working with me a year, about a year out from, from the Olympics last year, the winter Olympics. And she ended up, um, being the only skater to represent America in all three speeds. And she won the overall like American skater going into the Olympics. So that was a ton of fun. Um, I've had a couple of people win UFC titles while I've been working with them. Um, I've had, um, and that's the UFC stuff's gotta be emotional like that. Like, cause you're, you're talking that, like in poker. If I have a bad day, you know, I'm going to take a couple bad beats or maybe not play my best, but when you're yeah. UFC, you go into that ring, you need, you, need to be, you need to be dialed in. You don't want to get, yeah. go in there and get beat up. So that's yeah. gotta be, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. It's a different, different bad day in fighting than it is in poker. Yeah. Um, I work with one of the most fun things I did was working with, um, Olivia Biscay actually on the fight that he did. Okay. Uh, I really, I really enjoyed that experience um, because that was sort of, you know, it was connecting the poker and the MMA. Um, work with guys on Wall Street. I've seen a lot of success with guys in their businesses. People in DFS. Um, I've worked with some of the most successful people in DFS, sort of starting out and then reaching the very top. Um, so there's been there's been a lot of interesting stories. Um, and I mean, the main event, doing the final table with Scott. And, um, you know, having someone win the main event was an incredible experience. Um, and I feel really blessed to have been involved in that. And it's just, it was so much fun. So yeah, like there's, there's been a lot over the years and it's uh, very, very fortunate in terms of the sorts of things I can do. Absolutely. Let me ask you on the, on the opposite side of that, um, is there, has there been, and of course not to ask names, but are there people that you believe, um, are uncoachable or have you had some that you start working with that just you knew it wasn't going to work and you said, I'm sorry, or just like, have you like, what would be some characteristics of someone that you just feel you can't quite help that maybe it's like just not going to work. Or have you had any of uh, the converse side of that? Cause it, it obviously all the success stories and stuff, but are there certain people where you just feel you're not qualified or they have like some kind of condition or di not disease, but like where you just feel like, you know, all right, this, I need, you need a doctor or this is not, this is not a, oh, yeah. I mean, there's, there's definitely been some, you know, there are some people with significant mental health issues where I'm not placed to do that. Right. Um, you know, I'm a performance coach trying to, like I said, trying to take people from top hundred to number one, basically. Um, so it, it's not that I'm dealing with people, you know, saying I'm going to solve your mental health issues. It's, right. you know, there are people with problems, um, in terms of having people I'm working with where it happened most, it used to happen a lot more with stables. Um, I used to work for a number of the poker stables and they would send me clients. Um, but sometimes they would sort of be sent, but they wouldn't really want to be working with me. And then I would find that they, you know, they would no show for the sessions. They wouldn't show much interest in the sessions because they didn't really want to be working with a mental mindset coach. And now I'm fortunate enough that everyone who's working with me, pretty much they want to be working with me. They do turn up. 
Um, but when I have someone who is being told they have to do it for their job, it, it didn't work so well. It has to, the person has to want to improve themselves. They've got to believe that working on their mindset and improving their mindset can improve their results. And if you're told you have to talk to Elliot at two o'clock on a Tuesday, um, those guys I used to find some of them were just no show. And okay. That may, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'm trying, and I, I'm curious on again, Ryan, man, Ryan Carter, you see him in the, in the, in the mix, always keeping things yeah clear and straight to the point. I know he's such an asset for you. I would compare him to like Vadran, who's kind of just keeps me on track and does everything where I, it's like almost like I wouldn't have be able to do anything without, that's how I feel. I know you, you have, you feel that way. We've talked about with Ryan uh, in terms of how much he provides, but do you ever feel overwhelmed? Cause that's, it seems like something with someone like yourself, you have all these people at a high level that are dealing you know, UFC fighters. Like what happens when Fedor's at the final table of a table, you got UFC guy, the fight of his life the same day, you know, I, I well, you know, whatever it's three, four other guys. Like, is, is there times where you get kind of like, man, I can't do it all. Like, I guess you maybe um, have a, a protege or someone else you recommend or do stuff, but like, what do you do when you're overbooked or when you, it's just, you got family, you know, congratulations on beautiful twins, um, you know, and, 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 a, and a great marriage. I met your wife at the course in Vegas and you know, it's, how do you balance all that? Cause like, there's, there's like, it seems almost impossible. So talk I mean, to me about I mean, that. The first thing is um, Ryan helps the time. Um, you know, so in terms of the business side of things, organizing the strategies, like a lot of that's taken off my hands. Uh, most of the work that I'm doing is direct client work or making products. Um, in terms, of, I don't have tons and tons of time, clients at all times right now. I'm working with sort of a select few high performers. So I don't have quite the chaos I used to have two or three years ago when I was much broader in my scope of who I was working with. Um, so I have a little bit more time to play with now. And then almost everyone is really flexible. Like, let's say even if I did have a UFC fighter and then someone on a final table of a high roller, like people can make it work. You know, if there's, it's never has to be exactly the right time. We can always be flexible. And, you know, I've had situations where I've contacted clients and I've said, Hey, you know, I've got someone on a million dollar final table. Can I move your session? And I've never had anyone be like, no, (laughs) everyone's cool. Like everyone gets it. They would want the same thing the other way around. So it's never really been too much. And then, you know, I'm working on myself a lot. You know, I, I don't get particularly stressed. I'm really, I'm really fortunate. I'm not sort of wired the whole time. I work pretty long hours, but I get to talk to interesting people all day. I have fun with my family. You know, it's, it's a, it's, I'm very fortunate. It's a good lifestyle. I'm not, I'm not freaking out the whole time. So that's good. That's great. No, that's, I mean, for me, I think that's one of the things that I would imagine you, you really try to hone in on and help people with organization delegation. What would you say for those that are watching that maybe feel overwhelmed or just, you know, they, they're just in a rut? What would be like one piece of kind of advice that you think that people overlook? Because I do want to talk, I want to quickly also just show on the screen here, guys, his, the A-game poker masterclass. So this is a brand new program as well, but, uh, you know, I'm sure you cover, I haven't gone through this yet this is brand new so i want to talk about maybe you know some things within this this is geared for poker but you have other programs you have other stuff is is there someone because obviously your prices are you know listen you're expensive you're the best of the best and it's not everyone's going to be able to realistically work with you one-on-one so what what would be some advice you could give or maybe talk about a little bit of some of these courses or the new course that you would that maybe people would be that they could look at and think that you know that they get it would be able to to do so maybe hit on both of those so, so sort of the very, very basic first stage, 
my app Prime Mind that I made with Fedor has a lot of free content. So if you just download Prime Mind, um, and I think there's, I think 20% of the audios in that to start working on yourself, start working on your poker mindset, your sleep, your productivity, all of those things. There's tons and tons of free content in there. So I would say download the app. It's free. See if you like it. Um, so that would be the first step. In terms of working on your poker mindset, um, that's why I created this course. It's not realistic for a lot of, you know, sensibly players should now be working with me if they're playing high stakes or nosebleeds. If you're not, it would make much more sense to, to go through my course. So we made this course, um, six modules covering virtually everything you can think of in terms of the mental game. So from setting up your valuable values, understanding the principles that you need to be following to be a successful poker player, preparing yourself before sessions, how you should be treating your mindset in sessions, dealing with till, creating social networks. So really everything covered. Um, but actually, rather than just sort of a, you know, watch me play poker type video course, um, each of the modules has homeworks that you need to fill out and you work through. So it's like this developed course step by step to becoming a true professional poker player and having that solid mindset. And then what we also do with the course is I do monthly Q&A calls um, and I'm booked in to do those for two years. So anyone who buys the course gets that access to me once a month to ask the questions that they're stuck on, anything in the course that they're struggling with. And what I wanted to do is still be able to help people who aren't at the highest stakes and give them the one-to-one -one interaction, you know, give them the interaction to me and be able to ask the questions. Um, so that's that would be the next stage um, in poker. And then if you are high stakes or nosebleeds <clears throat> and you think... Um, you know, it's costing you an awful lot of money that your mindset isn't in place, then they're the people who should really be looking to speak to me in terms of one-to-one -one sessions. Uh, and just, just so I have an understanding with, can you explain the new, what the new course though? So you have the, you have on your website here, mindset training for poker players. I mean, th this can apply. I think there's obviously other, you do mindset for not just poker players, but specifically yeah. you have the poker kind of uh, program. Talk to me a bit, a little bit, what the A game poker masterclass, this just released literally this last week. Yeah. That released a week ago on run at once. That's the one with these six modules and all of the workbooks and the homeworks. Um, we've got interviews in there with a lot of the best players in the world talking about their mindset. Um, people like fed or, um, yeah, Alex Foxen, um, Brian Rass, Phil Galfon, Styles, Phil Galfon. I mean, we've got people opening up about their mindsets who are truly the best in the world. Matt Berkey, his stuff was really his talks on them were really good. Like there's there's tons of content like that in the course as well. So as well as the homeworks, as well as the modules to go through, you then get some of the top poker players in the world talking through how they deal with their mindset, how they deal with the stress of the game, how they've managed to create schedules that are effective for them, that have allowed them to grow and reach the top and how they reach the top and why other people don't. And if you just go through all of that information, um, it's very hard to not improve your game. It, as poker as with anything else, you look for the people who are the most successful in the world and basically copy until you reach their level. And then once you've reached their level, you then start working on your own original stuff. But we basically provided everything someone needs to see exactly what the best in the world are doing to put themselves, give themselves the chance to reach that because that information wasn't really available beforehand. Makes, makes a lot of sense. I am, I, you know, it's, so we work together. I've done, so I've used Prime Mind some. I've yeah. used, I've gone on the website, but give me some advice for those. Like, you know, I know some of these, 
Um, people in the chat, I see Vanessa Cade, hello, good to see you. Uh, Fat Train as well, bunch of familiar faces. Chris Harrison, uh, hello guys. We are here with Elliot Rowe Live, which is a treat. Give us a little bit of a trick, if you will, because I know myself, I struggle a bit with studying, being focused. Like, what, what would be a good strategy? How would you recommend someone to go through your course? Um, for example, the A game, the new poker match class. Would you recommend a video a day or a section? How would you, how would you suggest to study? Because I, I have a hard time blocking off time to do this type of stuff, even though I know how valuable it is and I want to I do some of your work but I, I feel like I haven't haven't found a great regiment that's something I struggle with could you maybe I haven't, done, I haven't done the course yet Jeff I have not. no I haven't, <laughs> I haven't done it yet and I, and I want to so I could give so, you some advice so the best thing to do with your, your poker study and I think this is a, a big mistake people make is um they'll set up their schedule for the week and they'll be like oh I'm gonna study on four days and they block out an hour and on that hour in their calendar they write study and instead of blocking out and saying study, actually specifically write down what you're going to work on during that period of time. So instead of study, it's I'm studying, you know, whatever opening ranges or I'm doing my work on the mindset course or whatever else. So, you know, that's that's the way I would view it is actually plan out the specific time and then fit that in your diary and just see it as part of your job. If you're a professional poker player, study is part of your job. It's part of your profession. Um, not studying is the equivalent to a basketball player just not turning up to train. And you really have to start getting that mindset of there are millions of dollars at play. And, you know, as we've said, a number of people I work with, they're, they're genuinely the stakes. That's the money they're making. And in a lot of cases, they weren't making that money beforehand. Um, if you want to have a chance of getting those stakes, you have to see yourself as a professional athlete. All of these things have to be organized. Everything has to be optimal. Um, you know, one thing that I found personally, um, you mentioned sort of how do I deal with the stress and, and things like that. Um, I, I hired a personal trainer a few years ago and um, she comes to my house four times a week. And then I do a separate exercise from that as well. But having the consistency of having a trainer turn up for me and ensuring that the very minimum I do a week is four hard sessions of exercise has had a huge impact um, over the last few years on my energy levels, my stress levels, feeling like I never get to the end of the week and I'm frustrated by the amount of exercise because if the worst I do is four hard sessions a week, I'm, I'm pretty happy that you know I'm not moving backwards. So things like that, like things that you can put, mechanical things you can put in place that make sure it's really hard to fail. And, and, you know, I think with the studying, planning it out, saying exactly what you're going to do, maybe organize a call with friends to discuss the videos that you're going to watch. You're going to call them afterwards. And it's going to be really embarrassing if you're the only one who hasn't done your homework and done the course. You know, things like that, like pressure systems to put in place to just make it hard to fail. And that's what I would recommend for that situation. I like that. Set, set up some some uh, some safeguards that you, yes, you, kind accountability. Of, you subconsciously yeah. make yourself be engaged. Um, that's awesome. So how, talk, tell me how long did that course take? How long was this a game course? How long development was the a game poker masterclass? Uh, it, was, it was hundreds and hundreds of hours. Um, so, you know, last year, a, a lot of, a lot of the sort of the back end of the last year was making this course. Um, and then we did sort of a test launch of it. Um, so we then went through, did a test launch. We then adjusted the course with some of the feedback that we got from that test launch. Um, and now we've, we sort of here, here now with it finally launched. But what I really feel it is, it's not just 
the specific hours of work in the course itself. It was taking all of the information from sort of what I'd learned from working with poker players for all of these years and the people at the highest stakes and seeing the difference between the guys who were playing mid stakes versus the guys who were at the nosebleeds and sort of making these connections of, okay, this is what these guys are doing differently you know, this is the pattern you need to follow to have a chance to reach that spot. And it was sort of those hours were the important hours of actually seeing firsthand what was going on, what was successful for people and what was a failure and where the sort of the pain points were that were stopping people getting to that next level. Super interesting. I have so many questions over here from people that I do want to make sure just so we're just so I'm clear on the time we're 23 minutes in I want to make sure we allocate guys you do have a chance there is three giveaway tickets as well for a question and retweet on uh if you go to my my uh Twitter so we want to make sure you guys get a chance I do see some great ones so we'll make sure we said how long how long do we have Elliot just so I'm clear we got um, just after half past um so we've got about 30 a little over 30 minutes about yeah. 30 minutes left so we'll, we'll, we'll i will get to the questions guys on instagram as well i saw some great ones so i want to make sure we cover a few more things before we dive in and then let you guys man it's crazy how many good questions there are i'm really it's impressive <laughs> i'll try to do a speed round yeah, yeah we'll, we'll rapid fire some of those off and get those out um and then we got julie bush in the chat thanks for that kind words uh for the course giving some good good uh good 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 advice to people in the chat tell them that they can vouch for it and they like it. Yeah. There's, a, there's been not, I haven't met anyone that said, you know what? I didn't, I didn't really get it. I didn't really like the work or I didn't enjoy what I've done with Elliot. So it's, it's uh it's pretty cool to have that portfolio going and, and tell me how serious your fear of flying was. That was how it started. You were fear of flying. You went in, how, how like you like couldn't get on a, like John Madden, like you had to take a, no, no. so, so the way, the way that I would describe it is um, for short haul flights, it would ruin my holidays. So, I'd be worried a week before. I'd be worried in the car on the way to the airport. I'd be freaking out. Get on the plane, be really uncomfortable for two hours. And then I'd spend my entire holiday, like basically worrying about the fact that in five days, seven days, I had to get back on the plane again. Yeah. So it was just like ruin those things. And then for long haul, um, I managed one long haul flight without it. Um, and it was just like hell for me. And then outside of that one long haul flight, I would be turning down trips and holidays with friends to America or, you know, to Australia. Purely the only reason I wouldn't go on the trips was because I was just like, it's just going to be horrific for me. Um, so it was, it was that sort of level. So it wasn't, you know, I'd been on planes, but it was enough that it would it would impact my life very significantly. And I went from that to just after that session, um, being basically comfortable booking long, long haul flights, virtually completely comfortable on anything short haul, um, and just not having the anxiety on the way to the airport, not having the anxiety. Like, you know, if it hits really bad turbulence in a plane, I'll feel a bit uncomfortable. Um, but it's just not, it's what I would describe as normal now, yeah. rather than this really sort of like clearly something was up. Yeah, um, I mean, that's a genuine fear. I, I, I don't love flying either. I fly a lot, but it is, it's sort of, there's, there's something about that being out of control, being up in the air, kind of just like that. If, you know, but really when you break it down and, and think about it, it makes a lot of sense. That it's actually safer than driving this and that, but it doesn't feel that way always. So that, that's pretty cool that that basically that, that sparked you into your career and your trajectory. Talk a little bit about the process of becoming, I guess, is it licensed or to become, being so, able to do hypnotherapy? How, what's that process so being, like? Being a hypnotherapist, um, in my case, um, 
I literally looked for the, the sort of the longest and most comprehensive course I could find, um, which is one in England, which was a year's course in hypnotherapy. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there isn't, it depends on the countries that you're in. In some countries, you wouldn't have to take a course like that at all. In some, you can go on a certification course and do a week or a weekend. It just depends on the nation that you're in and the country that you're in. Um, in my case, I just wanted to learn as much as I possibly could. So I found the most detailed, most expensive course I could find at the time and went and did that. And then I looked for hypnotherapists who I liked their work. And then I would reach out for private sessions with them as well. Okay. So I sort of did like a, a jewel, you know, of this like, okay, I've, I've learned all the basics, read, read the different books, and then reach out to other people who I was interested in what they were discussing about the subject and then do one-to-one sessions. So that was my process of becoming qualified. Um, in, in what year was this? That was in 2010, I think. 20, 2010, yeah, that's when I started the, the hypnotherapy. Uh, yeah, so just looking at certificate now yeah so i finished in october 2010 wow so coming up um, on uh, getting close to a decade close to a decade yeah yeah it's crazy how time flies especially when, when kids. you've been married for how long when did you meet your wife uh that was 20 you're gonna embarrass me now jeff 20, <laughs> i think that was that was 2010 as well actually All so right. that was a big, a big year so um so yeah yeah same sort of time period Power um, nice. and then Yeah. And then, as I say, everything took off. I've been fortunate. You know, the reality is, you know, I'm a hypnotherapist for high performance. Um, As an advert, that doesn't really work very well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if I say, hey, come and work with me, nearly everything, nearly all of my clients, everything comes from word of mouth that someone's had success and they've told their friends that they should be working with me. So that's been my entire career has just been people doing well, telling their friends, people doing well, telling their friends. The marketing side, um, you know, it, it, it's not really the sort of thing that grows just from having adverts on Facebook or something give, like that. Give me, give me the uh, the benefit of so and doing a program, working with you on one on one versus doing a course. Like, how much? Like, is there? Uh, how would you rate that? How would you compare the two okay. different experiences? So, so the difference is the the course is like a framework for everything you need to have in place to manage your mindset and play professional poker. So it's going to tell you how to do the scheduling of your study. It's going to tell you how to create your values, how to work through the grind, sort of when the game gets tough, how to motivate yourself to get through that, the things you should be doing before the sessions, during the sessions, after the sessions. So all of this sort of very sort of mechanical, put everything in place. You have everything you need to work through it. My work as a co- as a coach is helping people to understand the sort of the, the systems and programs they have in place in their mind and then doing deep dive work to start working through that so that they don't have those same issues as before. So mine is more like a therapy. So people aren't coming to me generally and saying, what should my study plan look like? Like we might cover it for five minutes in a session, but they're coming for, hey, Elliot, um, I feel like um, I'm being attacked every time someone's three-betting me in a cash game. So I feel really uncomfortable. The same guy keeps three-betting me. I'm getting really aggressive or I'm feeling really anxious when that happens. I don't understand why. I'll then do a hypnotherapy session with them. We'll start searching where that's coming from. And nearly all cases, when it's that specific issue, they'll start to say, they'll start talking about being bullied by a parent or being bullied at school. So there's this like trapped background emotion that they've never resolved and it's being triggered by the being three bed at the poker table. We'll then work through those memories, work through those bullying issues and the insecurities around it in the, in the hypno session. And then when they get to the poker table, 
they'll be like, oh, he's three-betting me. I should adjust to his aggression rather than I'm being attacked. How dare they three-bet me? They think I'm weak. Whatever narrative was going on before. So my sort of my work in person is much more what's the reason behind this? What's going on? How do we clear this mental barrier? Whereas the, the frameworks I create in the, the, the system are more of a, you know, if you, these are the things that the best in the world are doing, follow this process. And there's some techniques in it to help you work through your own issues. You know, I can't work with everyone. It's just not possible. Um, but the reality is that sort of the really deep work, it's much better doing that with, doesn't necessarily have to be me, but with a therapist, with a hypnotherapist, someone who can help you sort of untangle the irrational things that are going on. That's slightly different to understanding what needs to be done mechanically to be a better poker player. Does that make sense? As a Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. And I, your poker background do you have background in poker at all barely i mean my poker if you see me at a table in vegas sit down sit it get in <laughs> i won't chill but i mean but yeah sit down like i'll play for fun in vegas um but and a big part of it is sort of the reality of how hard it is to become world class and i mean for, for me to invest those hours in poker instead of investing them in what i'm doing I, I would have to be a world-class player for it to make any sense and i mean i love my job and i could never give up i could never put in that amount of study to reach the level i feel i would need to reach to make it viable so i've always you know stuck to you know i help people understand their sabotages understand their mindsets you know work through that side of the game but from the technical side i'm not a technical coach at all um, you know, I'll, I'll help you find a technical coach, but you know, don't, don't come to me for technical coaching. All right. Fair enough. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. All right. So Vegas, and, and I see you. If you see me, you see me. <laughs> got a table get, right here, man. Come yeah. Get, get position on me when I'm down in Florida. You can do a little, <laughs> do a little playing here. Um, but what were you doing before? So 2010, I mean, it seems like it's, it is 2019, but that's not that long ago. I mean, it is, well, give me a, give me a little rundown. What was well, it like? Actually, were you flipping pizzas? Were you delivering? Were you, were you, uh, you know, what, what was Give me a little before the completely different world in, in 2010, 29 for me. Um, I was actually doing renewable energy work. I was um, sourcing and arranging the planning for solar energy sites. So yeah, com completely different world and wind turbines. So um, yeah, it was just, this completely came out of the blue that I just found this thing where I, initially the, the hypnotherapy wasn't going to be a career change. Um, it was just going to be, Hey, I've managed to have a fear resolved it would be cool if I could do this for friends and family because this has changed my life. And then it started going so well that it didn't make sense for me to be in those other industries anymore because I enjoyed this so much more. It fit my personality better. Um, and then, you know, if you find, and it's one of the things I say to people, like if you find the thing that's right for you, it doesn't matter what it is. You'll be surprised at the level of success you can have. So if you can end up being the best cake baker in the whole world, like the person who makes the best cakes is probably very, very wealthy. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. okay, they're just baking cakes, but people will spend a lot of money for the best cake in the world. And I think it's true with anything. Like for me, I found my passion. I found something that I, for some reason I seem to have a natural gift for to some extent as well. I believe that these things are as they're, they're a mixture between an art and a science when it comes to any of the sort of the personal development side of things. Um, and sort of found it, got in my flow and really haven't looked back. Um, I can't imagine ever wanting to do anything else. And, you know, I've said to, to people before, if, if I win the lottery, I'll be doing this for free. Like that, that I would never not be doing this. I would be 
I'd be selective over who I work with. <laughs> like I might not work as much, but the, there would never be a time in my life where I can imagine I won't be trying to help people with this stuff because it's so much fun and it's seeing people succeed who are struggling. Um, I don't think there's a better feeling in the world. Um, so no, yeah. for sure. I, I mean, that's that's sort of that's essentially what I want my podcast to be about is talking to people in the industry that are super passionate super i mean yeah successful whatever that's great but just they love what they do and are not you know you're not a traditional you know it, it, I, poker's not traditional um playing uh, video you know sport dfs or you know a chef even or, or whatever it's just like finding someone who really loves what they do and just goes for it and you know results kind of come when those when you find something you're passionate about and put your heart into it so i think that's uh yeah, it's, that's, that's awesome to hear. And it's a, it's, um, it's a treat being able to love what you do is definitely something oh, that I think we all strive for. That's like, that's the ultimate goal is to be happy and do something you love. Um, all right, we're getting close to running. I want to make sure, Oh, the last thing I want to touch, the last thing I want to touch on before we do make sure we hit these questions, uh, that yeah. are on Twitter. People have a chance to ask, uh, Elliot here guys. Um, Oh, hello. What up? Thirst lounge in the house. I think Bill Perkins and the crew has been checking in. Good to see you guys. Um, hey guys. Uh, actually, oh, I will take a question quickly from Thirst Lounge. It says, what was it like discovering your passion at a later stage in your life? And what advice would you give for people who aren't yet sure of their direction? Yeah, give us a quick tidbit there. I'm going to ask you one more question, then we'll hit all questions. Um, I think really it's just a case of exploring different things and thinking about your personality and what you really want out of life. So from my side, it just became really obvious that, hey, you know, I do a few sessions with people, see some changes and suddenly it's clicks and it's like, Oh, this is right. This is what I should be doing. Um, and I would just say, explore a lot of things and find the thing that seems natural. And then when you find the thing that just seems like it's going to fulfill you, it's not going to be hard work putting the work in. It's going to be easy to put the work in. It's like some of the people with the poker study, you know, it just clicks and they're just like, they love poker and it's no stress for them to put in hours and hours of study and try and be the best player they can be because they're just in love with the game. Um, so I would just say to anyone, find the thing that you can truly fall in love with. And once you've fallen in love with that thing, the resistance is gone and you will be so much better than the people who do have resistance because it's just almost impossible to keep up with someone who really loves what they're doing. That's yes. That, I mean, couldn't agree more. Uh, well said, we're going to ask one more thing and then we're going to take all questions. So uh, oh. the big thing about, I wanted, it's interesting about this to me is the fear of flying led you down this path, got you into hypnosis to sort of led you to where you are. Um, you speak about, I, I've, I've taken some notes and it seems that you believe and quote, if I'm wrong, let me know, but you believe that fear is the one thing that holds back people professional in all lines of work, fear of trying hard and failing, fear they don't deserve success, fear that they uh, they successful, they won't be fulfilled, fear caused by uncertainty. And I remember hearing one point in my life, the only thing greater than um, pain is uncertainty. You know, when you don't know something or you're kind of in that let that mindset of being unclear. So can you touch on what fear, how that how that translates and what why fear is so important and conquering and how, how that plays into your overall message courses, live work. And then we're going to take questions. Yeah. Um, so if you think about any of the things we're discussing, it's always about trying to be the most professional version of yourself, trying to do what the best in the industry are doing. Um, a lot of people aren't doing those things because they're scared to find out how good they really are. Okay. So the classic poker example is clever kid at school doesn't have to revise for exams and gets good grades anyway, doesn't have to study for exams, gets good grades anyway. Um, they learn that they can, they can be successful without it 
and they tell themselves, I would be amazing if I did study. So even if I get a B, I know I could have got an A, but they sort of take more pride in the B because it's safe. Um, they then build a fear up of trying 100% because if they give 100% and then find out they don't get an A, that's actually worse for their ego. Do you get what I mean? So I get a lot of poker players where that's been their history. They were, they were At school, they never had to work hard. At university, they didn't have to work hard. They didn't necessarily get to the absolute top, but they always said to themselves, if I chose to, I could be the best. And there's a lot of poker players who, if you talk to them, hey, Jeff, you know, if I put the work in, I could be the best player. You, I, I hear that a lot, but I just can't put the work in. The truth is that there's a part of them protecting them from putting the work in because they're really scared that if they do put the work in and find out they're not the best, then what does that do to their ego? And a lot of my work is, hey, you know, you've got to put in all the work and find out. And if you're not the best, we've got lessons to learn. There are things we can do, You can whatever it will be. But it's that sort of fear I'm describing, the fear of success, the fear of failure, um, fear of embarrassing yourself if you give 100%. They're the sort of things that take people from being very good to being world-class. And that's what I've seen in my work is that once someone overcomes that, they then have the potential to say, I'm going to give it my all and find out. And because most other people aren't giving it their all, you'll usually do better than everyone else. Well, very powerful and definitely can relate, I think, to that in poker or in, in anything, really. That is uh, it's a really interesting way of looking at it and makes a ton of sense. So, all right, that's perfect. So we'll leave on that thought. We're going to go over to two, Twitter. We're going to take some questions, guys. Not too late to get the retweet out to also get in your questions. We'll try to rapid fire this. We got about 15 minutes, and then we're going to have to cut this off, man. Elliot Rowe, this is where well, I'm not being billed on my hourly on this, are we? <laughs> it is a fast action round. <laughs> All right. All right, cool. All right, so here we go. We're going to go over to Twitter. Let's start. Let's go in through it. Hello, Elliot. Who is your favorite mind coach? Um, I, don't, I don't know, really. I guess you are like... I like some Tony Robbins stuff. Okay. Actually. Um, I, I really, I think I've, I've had some people go to his events um, who it's really had a big benefit for them. Um, and I think he gets, he sometimes gets criticized when he shouldn't, like there is, there's a lot of good stuff in, in what he teaches. Um, not all of it's perfect, but, but I think, you know, I've seen some people really change their lives. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm, I haven't done Tony Robbins personally. I have, my wife is a big fan of him and I know I've also heard great things and I, I've listened to his stuff. He's definitely powerful and seems legit. You know, it's, he does these huge seminars and seems great. I would love to check that out. I've heard good reports. So fair enough. That's, that makes sense. Um, the mindset is the most important thing, how to optimize the way of thinking to dedicate time to study. Interesting. We sort of talked about this already covered it, but maybe just, uh, for those tuning in now, this was a question here. Um, some, you're, you're okay. getting some suggestions. So, so again, when, when you're looking to, so every Sunday, um, set up your week, the next week in your calendar system, decide what times you're going to study, but then also just decide exactly what you're going to do in those study sessions. By putting the names of exactly what you're going to do, it's going to be a lot easier to hit those targets. You're less likely to waste time. So that would be my simple advice. Then. Okay. I've read Dolores Cannon and really enjoyed her works. Do you think the field has changed at all since her passing? Do you believe hip hypnotherapists are asking deep enough questions? How can hypnotherapy help you be the person you want to be? So uh, um, a couple of things there. Are you familiar with Dolores? She, she's, she's not someone I'm familiar with, to be absolutely honest. So, okay. so the first part, not, not really too relevant. Okay. Um, second part of the question, um, what was what was the second part regarding hypnosis? Do uh, I believe, believe that it's uh, the hypnotherapists are asking deep enough questions in general? 
Okay, so there's sort of different types of hypnotherapy. The work that I do is regression, um, which is very much asking the deep questions, trying to work through the issues, the way that I was describing earlier in the the interview. Um, There's another kind of hypnotherapy, which is called suggestion work, which is much more like my app, Prime Mind, which is where the hypnotherapist effectively talks to you and tries to get you in a mindset. Um, If it's just suggestion, I don't believe it is deep enough. If it's more the regression work, I believe it is deep enough. That's that's my personal preference um, between the different types of hypnotherapy. Okay, and this guy's kind of going for a triple bagger on us here, but he's asking how can hypnotherapy uh, help you be the person you want to be? Okay, so then it's just resolving these fears that I was describing earlier, working through the things that are holding you back, understanding that everything is a learned program, and it can be unlearned once you understand where it came from. Uh, what popular book can you recommend for your specialization? Um, hypnotherapy by someone called Dave Elman, which is a really old book. It's like a 1960s book. Um, that's my favorite book on the subject. It's got a green cover if you look at it on Amazon. Um, so Dave Elman, Hypnotherapy, old book. Some of it's out of date, but I, that was the one that sort of resonated with me more than any other book on hypnotherapy. What's up, Eric? Back in the chat. Mentioning Tommy Angelo. Are you familiar with Tommy? Tommy's friend. Yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah, he's, he's a really good guy. He teaches meditation. Um, I've actually got an interview that I did with him recently that's going to be coming out, I think, next week on my podcast. Um, so shout out to my show. There you go. <laughs> Check it out, um, but Yeah, but um, yeah, he's a great guy. Um, really I've heard great him. things about him. I just started following him, and I'm not as familiar with this stuff, but Lee Jones uh, swore heavily by him, and he, he does seem to do a lot of mindset. It just in, interesting yeah. um, concepts and ideas and poker and just in general. And uh, yeah, I, he's I, got I, some really he's got some really good books you should read. Um, so check out Tommy on Amazon, and he's he's just released a book on meditation, um, and he's a super nice guy. So shout out to Tommy. Like, Tommy, awesome. let's get Tommy on the podcast, man. Really, got it. Really, like, that guy honestly he's so zen like you'll love Tommy all right I got it that's gonna I'm gonna put him on my my wish list that's great um is uh have you ever tried poker we know you've tried if you see Elliot at a table near you get in there that's his, <laughs> don't take my money that's what he's advertising but I don't know he doesn't tilt so if he doesn't tilt it can't be that, can't be that bad um Elliot is it true that hypnosis can hurt badly your spinal cord I think I think that's someone mixed up between hypnosis and be- being a chiropractor. There's some rumors that chiropractic work can can cause issues for the neck. Nothing I do has anything to do with the neck or spine. I'm pretty sure that's just a mix up um, between different things. Okay. So there yeah, you go. That, Get- that's my assumption from that. Um, and I I don't particularly think being like chiropractory is bad, but I think that's a rumor that people hear. But I've never heard anything about that for hypnotherapy. It doesn't really make sense. To it's me. powerful, but it's not going to break your neck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're going to get relaxed with your eyes closed. It's, it's not really a... Okay, mm. great. Um, let's see here. We got Luke G. Uh, what should we avoid eating, drinking during a long session to keep energy levels up? Well, first off, definitely avoid alcohol. <laughs> I yeah. mean, shouldn't need to be said, but it does need to be said. Also, I mean, lots of poker players online, guys don't like hearing this, but also avoid drugs. Like so many online players get high when they play. And I've never seen someone quit and their win rate not increase. So be aware of that. Like, so, so those things. And then keep it to the healthy foods. Don't eat too heavy. Um, you know, this is 
this is a sort of a stamina event. You don't want your body having to digest and take energy from your mind to digest. Um, so don't eat too heavy, um, light, light food, um, throughout the sessions. Obviously water is the best. There is a time for coffee in sessions and using caffeine, but use it strategically. So if you need to have a, a coffee because it's getting very late into the night, be aware, but don't be drinking coffee all day because then it's not going to have the power that it could have if you're already too tolerant to the caffeine. Okay. How important is the mental game in poker? I mean, this has got to be, yeah, this is an easy one. This is basically, you know, but just tee it up for you there. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, if you tilt off your money, you're not going to make any money. So, and it's not just that it's focus, it's professionalism, it's learning to study properly. Like mental game covers everything other than technical skills. Um, you need the technical skills first, but then once, once you have those, I would say it's one of the biggest differentiating, differentiating factors between people who make a lot of money in poker and people who lose money in poker okay uh someone wrote lucas geo asking energy is the fetish of your method on which everything is based uh, interesting wording there fetish but i, I mean i guess you mean, is energy uh the the main uh, the main method of you? I, I don't know if fetish is the white word white word converge kind of language i wouldn't i wouldn't think so um <laughs> I, I don't i don't really I, I don't think the question really so the work is about resolving unresolved memories and traumas so it's not about energy it's not energy work it's not like reiki or something like that okay what is the a game advantage podcast host question mark from laddie lady so Kirby. I'm, I'm the host of a podcast called the a game advantage um so that's what it is. There it is. That's what we're going to film right after, right? We're about to yeah. do this. <laughs> we're going to we're going to be I'm going to we're going to switch roles and I'm going to be talking to Jeff. So make sure to check that one out. And where can they where can they check out your podcast? Is that that is on the home for Poker Mind Coach? Yes, yeah, so on Poker Mind Coach. I've actually got two podcasts. I've got the Mindset Advantage Poker Podcast, which is um, sort of all poker specific, all poker players, and then I have another one called the A Game Advantage, um, which is like Olympic athletes, people from different industries, hyper performance coaches relationships so i have like a poker specific one and then i have more of a lifestyle specific one um so check them both out they're both on itunes so that's um, mindset advantage podcast and a game advantage podcast cool ryan carter is in the chat here he's dropping some links coupons yeah. in the chat as well guys there it is a oh, game coupons. ryan's dropping the coupons yeah take advantage well, not coupons, coupons. That's a, that's oh, a, oh, right. Okay. Coupon, <laughs> I was going to say. Coupon, whatever. It all, 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 all that. stuff. There might be some coupons out there. I don't know what's going on. Ryan's in the chat. He'll, he'll handle that. Um, can you name the renowned high competence athletes you have helped with your therapy? Um, yeah, I can, I can name some of them. So James Haskell, international rugby player, uh, Lana Goering was the, um, Olympic skater that I was telling you about earlier. Um, I've worked with a number of UFC fighters, I've worked with Carla Esparza, who was a champion, TJ Dillisor, who was a champion, um, Dwayne Ludwig, uh, Robert Drysdale, world champion in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, um, and others. <laughs> but yeah, quite a, quite a few different athletes at, at that sort of level. Yeah, no, I know the list goes on for sure in different industries, but athletes specifically. So that's cool. Have you seen the movie Get Out, Ben asked? I haven't, actually, um, which I know has um, has hypnotherapy in it, but I, I just haven't seen it. I so. haven't either. Maybe we can maybe we'd go to dinner with the wives when you come to Miami, man. We'll do a yeah. go see Get Out. I, get out. <laughs> I like it. Uh, when will a prime mind be in Spanish version? 
um, we've, I mean, it's one of the things we've, we've been looking at different ways of um, sort of adding to the content in there um, and looking for people to take my role in different languages. I'm not sure what the timescales are. There's a lot of updates coming with the app over the next sort of six months, and I don't know if they're language ones. So there's another team who manages that side, but I don't speak Spanish. So when they find someone, it won't be me as the voice. It would be my, <laughs> it'd be my scripts, um, but we need to find someone to, to take my role. Um, okay. So, so yeah, I don't know. I would think we'll do Portuguese and German. I would think would be the next ones. Um, Portuguese, the Brazilian. We, yeah, we keep getting, we keep getting to the Brazilians the out there, man. Got to, got to take care of Brazil. They're a hungry and growing yeah. poker community. Um, the, the most popular advice to pocket players, poker players, maybe most popular advice. I guess what's your your? Well, give me a tip for a poker player out there that's uh, looking for a little boost in their game. Um, I would say that the easiest thing is the, just make sure that you're exercising like cardio exercise. The difference it will do if you do 20 minutes exercise sort of an hour or two before your sessions, the chances of you being more focused and in your A game and feeling better about yourself is dramatically increased. That's like the very simplest thing. Like it, it's rare that someone doesn't play better if they've managed to get their heart rate up. Not Don't do crazy weights or anything. Just go for a 20-minute jog. And ideally, before you start your session, have a cold shower and see the difference that has in your game versus if you haven't been doing those things. Um, you know, it, that is, It's a very simple trip tip, but just try that and see how you get on. Beautiful. Um, what do you enjoy more, the coach or just the – okay, let's see. It could be a language thing here. What do you enjoy more – the coach or dispute tournament or cash tables? I'm not sure I understand, but um, the coach. I, well, I can say I enjoy my job as coach. I mean, I love my job doing this, so I would assume whatever the question is, it's that. Yeah. Have you been in Belarus before? <laughs> no, I haven't. Have not been in Belarus. That could be on the list. We got a – looks like yeah. someone – his name is Stress130, so no stress. Maybe we'll get there. I'm a huge UFC fan. Which fighter does he work with? Oh, I've just gone through the list of ones I've worked with in the past, so yeah. Okay. Um, how would you help some mentally ASAP when you've experienced some kind of negative issues, financially, emotionally, what would you, what would you suggest meditations? How would you help? How would you help some mentally ASAP? Uh, like, I guess, yeah, if someone has had mental or negative, being very negative, uh, with financial, emotionally, what would be some, something you would suggest for that type of, if you're negative, if you're sort of a generally negative person? Okay. Um, I mean, the first thing, like meditation, yes, I agree. Like start that. Like I said, the app is free. Download it. There's a lot of things that can help you in that app if you start using those. It's a Prime Mind app. Um, but also, if you're having very significant mental health issues, you're feeling very negative, then go and find a professional in your area to talk to. Um, people, I don't think people reach out quickly enough around dealing with their mental health. Um, it doesn't mean, you know, you should be doing it anyway. Everyone should be working on their mental health because in a lot of cases, it's the difference between being happy or sad or just increasing the percentage of the time that you're happier. So find someone that you resonate with, go and work with them. The investment in time and money is, is almost always worth it. So if you're feeling very negative, you're coming into life in a negative way, um, actually take that step and go and find someone who can help you. There are countless people out there. There are people in every city in the world who will be able to help. So take that step. Make sure it happens. Okay. When preparing for a long poker session, what are things to avoid doing while getting in the right mindset? Um, well, one of them is, is having a space between what you're doing in your everyday life and the session. 
So you don't want to go from an argument with your girlfriend to sitting down at the table. You want to have one of these sort of a mindset routine where it's like, let's say you're playing at home, um, you know, you clean up your workstation, you um, listen to one of my audios or you meditate, you have your cold shower, you make sure that you have water on your desk, you make sure that you've been to the bathroom, you create like a quiet time between real life, you've got like real life stresses, quiet time, then poker rather than from chaos straight into poker because you're going to carry that chaos with you. So you want to be sort of transitioning through those different modes, basically. Okay. Let's do a couple more here quickly, and then we got we got the giveaway. We're going to let you roll off the three winners. And so let's just take one more then since we're almost to 3.30. Most common techniques to improve your mindset techniques. So the easiest one is, like I say, downloading the app that's – and use the free content in there. Like, so download Prime Mind, start using the free content. Um, meditation is huge um, for improving your mindset, improving your focus, improving your mood. Um, if you want to learn to meditate, like we were mentioning Tommy Angelo earlier, he's just released a book on meditation, um, teaching people how to do it properly. Just go buy that book. Um, we'll follow the meditation advice there. And uh, that's Perfect. Tommy Angelo, again, getting shout outs, man. His name's coming up a lot recently. Uh, how, how can I use visual, visualization correctly? Okay. So with visualization, um, it's what professional athletes do. It's when they'll look to, um, basically see themselves winning or see themselves going through. So, so it's real to their subconscious that that can be a reality for them. Um, one of the things you want to make sure that you are doing in visualization is thinking about worst case scenarios and the optimal way to overcome those. So we're most of the listeners are probably poker players. So what I would say is if you're visualizing winning a tournament, don't visualize yourself just building chips, building chips, building chips, and then winning. You want to visualize what it will feel like if you're a chip leader and then you get a bad beat and you lose 70% of your stack and you're now eight of eight instead of one of eight. And how do you then re like, okay, we just move to the next hand. We have a new number of big blinds. Now, how do I work through this? How do I maintain my focus and my level of decision-making? So you're getting your mind used to the fact that those things are going to happen. And then you have a go-to, like an automatic, this is what I'm going to do from this point forward, rather than like when people visualize and they just visualize best case scenarios, that doesn't really give them the help in the moment when, you know, typically we don't get best case scenarios happening all the time. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to copy paste this guys. We're going to do a competition. Three winners. will let Elliot say when to draw those quickly right now. Last question. Do you study this profession in college? Um, it wasn't a college. It was a hypnotherapy course. As I said, it was, it was after college. I did, um, politics and sociology in, college, in university. So okay. Let's, <laughs> Very uh, different. Yeah. So like, not completely different, but yeah. All right. Three, three tickets to give away quickly here. I'm just going to tell you, tell me when, and then we're going to cut because we got to go. Uh, we're here at three 30 right now. So tell me when we're going to draw three mm-hmm. winners. Okay. So when, Boom. There's one. Uh, Gabrielle Vilas is a winner. We're going to, you just tell me when we're rapid fire and we got to yep. be moving. Oh, when? Look at that. I didn't even get to it yet. There it is. He's, he's ready to go. Bot lady going to bink a $22 ticket from party poker. And I think, uh, tell me when. 
When again. <laughs> when again, when again, Matteo Esquire has won 322 ticket winners. I am going to let Elliot run because, listen, this man is he is, a, he is an important man. And we're, we're actually going on his show, which will be out at some times later. Thirst Lounge in the building. Matt Burns in the house. Thank you for everyone. Vanessa Cade, Ryan Thanks Carter in the house. So Vadrin the Goat. All the legends. Thank you guys so much. This will be up on iTunes, Spotify, all the good places as well. And then this will be up for your liking on YouTube for a replay. Thank you for the questions. Thanks for participating. Elliot, thank you so much. And uh, thank you, man. Let's take over the world. Let's keep doing it. We'll see you very soon. Cheers, man. Bye-bye. Thanks, everyone. Elliot Rowe, guys, check him out. He has the new course, A Game Poker Masterclass. I haven't done it yet. I am going to do it. And I suggest you do too. And he's got other courses. Make sure you check him out on all the socials. Elliot Rowe, he really is a legend. We appreciate his time. And I will see you guys on another edition of the podcast. That's number 19 in the books. I love podcasting. I might quit poker and just do podcasts. Too much fun. We'll see you guys very soon. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to this episode. It was brought to you in partnership with Party Poker. Go to partypoker.com to play tournaments, cash games, and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes.